Overnight, MTV's Video Music Awards kicking off with a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. We dedicate tonight's show to a man whose spirit touched so many. His impact lives forever. Let's go play around. On the screen, he often portrayed real-life icons. From James Brown and Get On Up. You got lawyers now. To former Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall. No, no, get me up! And baseball legend Jackie Robinson. But it was his role as the fictional Black Panther that made Bozeman a hero in his own right. The groundbreaking lead role of a powerful African king and superhero was a first for a big budget film. The movie would go on to become a cultural phenomenon, something Bozeman spoke to Willie about in 2018. What do you think are people responding to? I think there's a thirst for these images. There's a thirst for a black superhero. Still, the spotlight came as a surprise for the South Carolina native who majored in directing at Howard University. Never really saw myself doing this. Never really saw myself being on stage or being in front of the camera. Now, tributes are pouring in for the 43-year-old who died after a four-year battle with colon cancer, a diagnosis he never spoke about publicly. The way he handled his life and managing cancer with such humility and grace and dignity lets us all know that he truly was a superhero. The message from his family sharing the heartbreaking announcement, now the most liked tweet in history. Over the weekend, the NBA observing a moment of silence. We finally had our black superhero. And to lose that is sad in our community. On social media, friends and young fans mourn the loss of the on-screen king. In an emotional letter, Black Panther director Ryan Coogler writing in part, Bozeman was an epic firework display. In African cultures, we often refer to loved ones that have passed on as ancestors. It is with a heavy heart that I have to reckon with the fact that Chad is an ancestor now. President Barack Obama also writing, to be young, gifted, and black, to use that power to give them heroes to look up to, to do it all while in pain. What a use of his years. We all know what it's like to be told that there is not a place for you to be featured, yet you are young, gifted, and black. While battling cancer privately, Bozeman filmed seven movies, a courageous act that perhaps prepared him for his greatest role. We all have a superhero in us. We feel like we can do things that, that are beyond you know, comprehension. And guys, Disney says a sequel to Black Panther is in pre-production. No word on how they'll handle the death of Bozeman, but he will be in a movie premiering later this year on Netflix. This one hit us all pretty hard this weekend. I think, and Willie, you talked about this earlier this morning, he was so regal mm -hmm. on screen and off screen. And I remember when he was here not too long ago, and I'm proudly showing a picture of my boys dressed up as pa Black Panther, you know, and he was so gracious. Mm -hmm. And I think he just embodied a real-life superhero. And again, we had no idea what he was going through. No idea. There was this clip on Sirius XM where he was talking about how these young kids had cancer and he, they were holding on to see the film start and you didn't even realize mm. that Chadwick himself was going through right. it at that very time. Yeah, he, he's yeah. an amazing guy. He had yeah. such dignity to him and such class and obviously such an incredible talent. The first time I interviewed him was on the set of Get On Up when he was oh, playing James right. Brown. It was before he'd really been a star and Mick Jagger was an executive producer. He was in the room and we were watching him. We were watching 
watching Chadwick perform on stage, and Mick Jagger said, that guy is a superstar. He already is, but mm. the world is about to know. Wow. And boy, wasn't he right. What, wow. a, what a star, and as yeah. you say, Chanel, what a wonderful man. Thank Kids you so much. Kids admired him, and adults, we admired him, too. That's right. Rick, 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 Welcome back to another fucking episode of Stick to the Script. I be your host with the most knowledge. Unfortunately, it's not good news. For people who don't know, which I'm pretty sure you know by now, Chadwick, the actor who played Black Panther, had passed away from colon cancer. And um, it just show how fucked up 2020 really been. Um, It's been some fuck shit. I'm going to be real with you. Oh, this episode might not be that long. It might be really short. You know what I mean? So, if it is, you know what I mean? Forgive me, you know what I mean? It just, it just, this year has been so fucking crazy. I really can't put it into words or how am I feeling or whatever. Um, Yeah, so big rest in peace to the Black Panther, man. Um, But Amanda Sills have posted a video on Instagram. And I want y'all to check this out, man, because it described 2020 to a fucking T, man. Check this out. Do y'all want to, like, pray or something? Because I don't know what's going on. And I feel like we have to, like, like put all our energy together or something because this is, like, really fucking crazy and scary on so many levels. I was here by myself and then I was like I bet you there's a lot of folks that are there by themselves right now so I was like maybe we should just like like say some words together or something because I don't know <laughs> it's just like it's too much it's too much it's too much so Like, I believe, like, the power of energy and, like, sharing and shit. So, I guess maybe that's something we could do. Like, we could pray together or just be on here together. Because all of us, a lot of us are, like, by ourselves right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're... Because we're quarantined and all this shit. And there's just like no, it's just like, it's just like, it's a lot, it's a lot. So pray to who you want to, 
I pray I pray to the universe, but pray to who you want to. Dear universe. Please hear us because there are so many souls and spirits down here who who are lifting up your light in the hopes that there can be a shift. We what what brings us here tonight is the passing of Chadwick Boseman. There are so many others that were lost today. And so we we bring our energy and our love and our light together for all of those who are lost. I know for many of us, you know, he was a beacon of joy and light for his work. And so the impact does reach many but at the end the impact of all of the events of this year continue to weigh so heavy on the spirits and souls of us but we know that you have a plan we know that you work only from a place of goodness so give us the strength to carry on through your process Give us the power to to receive your light even when it's lightning or when it feels like lightning. And hear us as we come together carrying the, the energy of the past and the present to the future. I, I genuinely, universe, I genuinely don't know how much more we as a people can, can actually handle, like, at, for literally, for real. And I don't know, um, I don't know sometimes what lesson we are to be learning right now, but I, I, I pray to you that you will give us the insight, that you will give us the power, you will give us the understanding to be able to very soon synthesize these these hardships into lessons that lift us up in your glory. In your power we pray. Amen. I hope that helps somebody. I really believe that when when you focus energy in the same direction it can be it can be um It could be healing, it could be moving, it could be manifesting of that which you wish to see. But whatever the case, I genuinely want to see us all find a a way through this, this darkness that we're in. I don't know y'all, but I love y'all. 
So everybody, hug the ones you love. Tell them that you love them. I found out today that my vocal cords are like super duper fucked up. So I got it. I can't talk for the next five days. So y'all won't hear me, but I hope you feel me. And watch Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, man. It's 2020 has definitely been very emotional. Um, I apologize if you hear my daughter in the background once again. She don't let daddy do nothing, so you might hear her talk in the background just a little bit, but you know, it's all good. The show must go on, but um, yeah, 2020 has been crazy, man. I can't really describe 2020, it's emotionally draining. Um, I can see why. A lot of people are depressed because this COVID thing going on, this pandemic, um, looking the fucked up world right now. It's real fucked up. You know, police killing unarmed black men. Um, you got white people who's not admitting that the police is wrong and not holding them accountable. And it's really draining emotional because like, we're trying to fight COVID. Then we're trying to just fight to stay alive as black people, you know what I mean? And, you know, like I said last episode, y'all can miss me with that black on black crime bullshit. I can miss me with that. That's not an excuse for these police officers to kill an innocent black man or black woman or whatever. Because I've seen a lot of white people do crazy shit and attack the police officers. And they might get tased, maced, arrested, go to jail. They even stopped us and they got their guns drawn already. So it's like, we can't win for fucking losing. So it's like 2020 just, all that combined with COVID, man, that 2020 wants to fuck shit. So it's like, it's really, 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 really fucking depressing. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I can't put this shit into words. I really can't describe it. And, um, I don't know. I'm lost for words right now. I'm really trying to process everything and try to understand what the fuck is really going on right now. And I really can't understand what's going on right now. You know, all I can do is be a good husband, a good father, and do what I've been doing. You know what I mean? So that's all I really can do in this crazy world we live in. Fuck 2020. I'm ready for 21 to come ASAP. This shit is fucking like draining as fuck and it's like it's hard on everybody especially black folks I'm gonna give you all my opinion about something okay I think what has happened to our people is America has found a way maybe without even trying to is they have made the house nigga um or the house Negro, um, marketable um, and powerful in our community. And um, we look towards those people who have been successful in white supremacy. 
And what we don't understand in most cases, the friends of these same people are the people that we fighting against. We looking for a fucking Jesus. We looking for somebody else to come and save us and that will never ever fucking happen. You know, politics, man, we're being shuffled around like, like cattle and we just don't fucking see it. And we have so many people who are not educated in the realms that they engage in or the things that they talk about. They don't have history in it, nor do they study, nor do they know what the fuck they're talking about. And just because someone is popular, just because somebody has some numbers or some fucking money, we allow them to speak for our culture and for our people. If that's the case, we deserve whatever the fuck we get. And we better start getting educated people to speak for us. And stop letting entertainers and people who are popular speak for us. They are wranglers. They are supposed to wrangle the people and bring them at the feet of wise people. People who know what the fuck they're talking about. People with agendas. We got to stop voting out of fear. We have to stop supporting out of fucking fear. They keep us in a constant state of fear so they can push us around. That shit has to stop, man. Don't none of these politicians give a fuck about you. If you don't have an agenda, if you don't fucking invest in politics with money, you are a fucking pawn. So, on a lighter note, that everybody checked out versus TV. You know what I'm saying? The versus battle between Monica and Brandy. Now, to me, this is fucking special. I'm telling you why this is special. I say about sixth grade, first year in middle school, of course. Boy's mind is out. Had the biggest crush on Monica and Brandy to the point where, yeah, I remember the, um, them binders. Had their little clear plastic thing. You could put pictures inside this shit. I had Brandy on one side, had Monica on the other. Oh, to me, man, it was good to see these two, you know, icons come together and just gave you something good for the people, man. And we got, yo, y'all gotta start reaching, man. I've been seeing a lot of comments sitting there saying that, oh, well, you seen Monica give her attitude. They throwing shade at each other and blah, J, blah, J, blah. And, some people this thing was born. So I heard a lot of people say that and I'm like, hmm, to be born, they really broke a record because they was at 1.2 million the whole fucking night. And it was only for like two or three hours. So it was like, it's crazy how people are trying to pin them against each other. And it's like, I don't know what y'all watching. I don't know what I miss. If I could show me some clips where they was don't really share each other or have an attitude. Show me that guy 100% missed, the, missed that part. But, you know, regardless if that was the case or not, who gives a fuck, yo? Enjoy it. Have fun. Reminisce, man. Yo, we trying to look at the negative bullshit. Like, who gives a fuck about that? That's what y'all care about is negative bullshit? Like, come on, man. Like, we got to do better, man. We got to do better. Who gives a fuck about all that shit, man? If, even if it was a little shade back and forth, does it really matter? I didn't see it. You know what I mean? So we gotta stop pointing out that shit. But other than that, man, it was incredible. I've been watching Versus Battle since it first came out. Shout out to Timberland and Swiss Beats. This is the first time I've ever seen hit a million views and actually stood there. You know, some props to them sisters, man. You know what I mean? My middle school crush. 
or middle school crushes, I could say. <laughs> I mean, definitely reminiscing me and my wife watch at a good time, man. It was a good vibe. You know what I mean? Especially the world we live in. So it's good to kind of get away from the bullshit and kind of just just enjoy life and reminisce. So it was definitely a good battle. If you haven't checked it, man, I'm pretty sure it was on YouTube. You know what I mean? And it was definitely a, a dope-ass battle. If you got Apple Music, I'm pretty sure they'll replay it there too. So definitely check it out if you miss it, man. Definitely incredible. Shout out to these two icons, man. Stop the fucking hating, man. Stop throwing, stop looking for shit. If they was throwing shade, they went throwing shade. Who cares, man? It was a great fucking night. I enjoy myself. And man, we need more of that kind of energy. Hey, what's happening, man? It's Tip T.I. Harris. Come check me out, man. Join me on my new podcast called Expeditionally. Exclusively available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Now, every week I'm going to be talking to people who move the culture forward, who are shaping and changing the world in their own way. You're going to hear some shit that will change your life and move the needle in your world. Expeditionally is exclusively available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Now, what I need you to do is download and subscribe to Expeditionally with a new episode dropping every Thursday. Do it expeditiously. Now, this won't be a long episode, but I do got a couple of things I'm going to touch on. And I told myself I wouldn't talk about this fucking snitch. I told myself, nah, I'm not going to talk about him. It's not worth it. Why give him more clout than he already has? But then my wife told me something. She said, why not talk about him? Because no matter if you don't talk about him, but you do talk about him, he's still going to have clout. So it doesn't really make a difference. He's still going to be a successful rapper. So it doesn't really make a difference. Like you got a point. So, um... The shit this nigga doing, bro, is fucking crazy. Because I feel like this. Okay, I knew you was never about that life. It's no fucking shocker. It's no fucking secret. I knew that shit. Hands down, you wasn't about that life. But the same motherfuckers you ran on, you snitched on, or the same motherfuckers you paid, think, $30,000, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong. To put a head out on Ch- uh, Chief Keith when he was in New York in the hotel somewhere. But as soon as shit got real, you want to get mad. Oh, they fucked my baby mother. They did this. They did that. Look, man, if you're dealing with shit niggas, you know how shit niggas get down. But hold yourself accountable for the shit you do. You know what I mean? You over there pointing fingers at niggas and shit. What kind of bullshit is that, yo? Um, I'm like this. Okay. Come out of jail. Cool. Love Fuck it. Who gives a fuck? Suck my dick. I don't like that. That nigga. That fucking. I don't like snitches. Especially if you know what you was doing. I can't respect that. And you're going back to trolling again. Still trolling. You took still trolling. On house arrest. Still trolling. Oh, when you get back on the streets. He's a dead man. You got all these feds and security guarding your bitch ass. You go to L.A. You trying to pay respect to Nipsey Hussle? Really, bro? Nipsey Hussle, God rest his soul, never respect no kind of fucking form of snitching. And niggas in LA ain't fucking, ain't fucking with that shit. But you, what you do, you be there 30 seconds and boom, you head right back out. You know what I mean? You trying to be slick with this shit like, they go to Chicago and talk about rest in peace of the little dirt cousin and you trolling the game, bro. 
You get that shit's cool, man. You in Chicago, bro. You really think niggas won't get after you? You think it's just a fucking joke? Everything is not a fucking trolling game, bro. I'm gonna be real with you. Someone's gonna fuck around, and if they can't get the 6 9 they're gonna get after your security guards, bro. Can niggas hide your bullshit? If you snitch, that's one thing, bro. Whatever. Snitch, it is what it is. But be accountable for your actions. Be like, yo, I did this. What I did was fucked up. You know what I mean? I was scared. You know what I mean? I, I, I wasn't about that life. No, you want to say that. And then still want to troll and talk your shit like it's safe out in these streets, bro. And it's not. It's not safe out in these streets, bro. You keep thinking that shit. You keep thinking that. That's what kills me, man. It's like, I always death on no man. Now, I'm not saying that. But y'all deeply the same motherfuckers who want to kill great people like Pop Smoke and Nipsey Hussle. But you let this fucking snitch walk around like everything is a fucking K. But you want to kill the good motherfuckers who trying to do something, who trying to do better and do more. But you had this fucking rap going around thinking shit sweet, man. No one checking this nigga. Somebody gotta at least check this nigga, bro. Gonna no walk around thinking shit is sweet. You, he, yo, if no one checked this nigga, he gonna do kind of the same exact shit because he came to the game trolling. So that's all he fucking, he, that's all he fucking know. I can understand if he was talented. He could actually rap and he snitch. Now I'm like, yo, he a fucking snitch, but nigga talented as fuck. He's not even fucking talented. They got an album dropping out this Friday called Tattletale. Yo. It's like fuckery at its finest, bro. Like, real life fuckery. I can't condone that fuck shit, man. I, I just grew up different, yo. I'm a type of dude. If I'm out here rolling with these goons and I'm doing what Shane's supposed to be doing and we get caught up together, I'm not snitching to nobody. I'm taking my accountability as a man. And doing my time. I'm not ratting nobody else for shit that I know that was wrong. You feel what I'm saying? So, I'm not a, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not a fan of this trolling shit, yo. I'm not a fan of it. This trolling shit is fucking corny. It's whack. It's some fuck shit. Like, I'm not a nigga to walk around and think that shit is cool. Especially if you fucking snitch. No difference between snitching. We talking about federal shit we talking about actual crime we ain't talking about no oh you got in the fight and you you told this person no bro we talking about real street shit he ruined anything he's doing 20 30 40 years for his bullshit and it, they stood up as as men and took daytime six nine bitch ass didn't do that he just want to ruin all them niggas lives and still want to go out here and troll it not even own up to that shit not even own up to it what kind of fuckery is that, yo? I, 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 still, I don't fucking get it. I, ne- I never did. And what bothered me the most, you know, singer Akon, right? He was on live with, um, I think my son, Mason, I can never say his name right. But he was on IG Live and he was talking about, you know, the whole thing, the video that suffered with him and 6ix9ine doing Locked Up Part 2. And, uh, I want you to check out what, Akon was talking about and um, I'm going to give you my honest, 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 honest fucking thoughts how I feel about this. That's 
that's the moral compass, the manhood morale what you're talking about. He said all activists, our greatest leaders was taken down by agents, niggas that was weak. They wasn't they wasn't in the street doing shit. They was taking when you look at the shit with Fred Hampton, he was taking it's niggas that be weak. It, these niggas are dangerous. It's because they, they have a their moral fiber is fucked up. You talk no. about a nigga because it has nothing to do with morality. It's, 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 it has when you're in the courtroom saying, yeah, and, and Cardi B, when no, no, you're in the courtroom saying Cardi B's the blood, yeah, Cardi B, and she ain't got shit to do with the case, my nigga. You have no morality. What the I, fuck you got to do with your case? Listen, that part me and you already agreed to was wrong. We, I get that. Listen, but, what listen, I, but what I'm saying is, you keep saying the part we agree to all the parts was wrong. It's no part that we really don't agree was wrong. You just trying to give me a way that it makes sense, and none of this no, shit. No, 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 no. Uh, you can't make truth make sense. Truth is the truth. It's sense already, right? That's so. What you, I'm giving you, is the information that nobody's talking about. If you have to choose, it is about on, that. Choose, if you have to choose between your family and the niggas we that kidnap kill you, who? Choose. Forget the street code, all of that shit. Who would you choose? But that's what I'm trying to tell you. You chose your oh. family. Look, when you if you gotta choose, can you let me in? Okay. And the people can you let me in? You never let. I'm just trying to. I've been. Who would you choose? I've been trying to answer that question for an hour. Every time you say that, right? It shouldn't take you but two seconds to answer that. No, no, because that's. And that's you not like you because it's deeper than what you just saying, right? Listen to me. When a nigga, okay, listen, listen to me. So look, when a nigga go out, right, and he hustling, right, and he in the street, right, what he say? I was trying to feed my family, right? Right. Okay. So every time he get away from the law and he comes and he get that money, he profits off the shit trying to feed his family, right? You trying to feed your family. So now when it don't work out, right, you got the same story. The same exact thing. It should still be feeding his family. It should never change. Because guess what? The key word you just said. I'm honest. You were trying to feed your family. You would have you would have you would have picked a better way because you understand. Your family. The only thing that comes with peace is jail or prison. I mean death. You can't make a decision that you're trying to feed your family and then when you get caught. No, my nigga. You if you was trying to feed your family, you would have got a different job. Get a different job. But you're leading me to my next point. You're 100% correct. If you're out in the streets feeding your family and then you take your profit to go back in the streets to feed your family, well, while you're thinking you're feeding your family, you're actually putting your family in jeopardy because if your ass go to jail for years, who's there to feed your family? Nobody, right? It's so my point is the streets should always be temporary. That's number one. Number two, at the end of the day, no matter what scenarios you fall into, what situation you go into, your only loyalty and advent should always go to who? Your family. That's it. Your family's your only responsibility me, as a man. I'm gonna tell you some real so, shit. Let me tell you some shit. My mother, my mother huh? don't respect the rat. If I went home, if I told on a nigga, right? If I told on my, yo, sure. Because this is the part that I think everybody needs to get out of this whole conversation. At the end of the day, no matter what scenarios you get caught into, what situation or penitentiary chances you're taking, it should only and always be only for your family. That's the only responsibility that a moral compass that should be lying to the man is making sure his family is safe and they're living. 
what you need. So what now, you need to what do, I, let me tell you, what you need to do is get a job at Walmart. You need to get a job at Walmart. You need what? to work at FedEx. You need, to get a driver. you need to get signed up for the school test because the streets ain't for you. Had you hear Akon trying to defend this dude? And I'm listening the whole IG Live video is like literally like an hour and like 50 minutes. It's too fucking long. Let's check it out on YouTube. Bomb. <clears throat> the shit he was saying, it was like, how can you defend that? It's no way you can def go around it or defend that shit. It's kind of like, are you stupid or are you dumb? It's like Akon, come on, man. Come on, like come on. You gotta hold this nigga accountable for his action. You can't just walk around taking that shit. I won't even say cool, but accept that bullshit. Like, I don't get that shit. I don't get niggas mentality. I don't get niggas mindset. And out of all people, I would never throw Akon. But let this nigga use the song. That nigga who been in jail, who been in prison, can relate to. You have a rat do a part two to the same beat and make his own version of it? Get the fuck out of here, Akon. You a clown for that, bro. I respect what you're doing with Africa and, you know, building your old city. Nigga, props to you. Right on, King. But shit, you could donate with 6ix9ine being a snitch and all that other bullshit. I'm sorry, I can't fuck with that. So a lot of people want to know how I got started doing podcasts or how I got into it. Um, I started doing, well, I started a podcast type of format in 2005, me and my, my homie Jay Millie, aka Derek, and we formed something. It was kind of like, you know, we interview artists, models, whatever you were. We interview you to get your platform out there. And um, it was something we didn't know that in 2020 that this shit would be like the trend. And um, we interview a lot of people, like I said before, man. Like, it wasn't even like a challenge. Like, we would be like, hey, DM artists and be like, hey, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. We want you on ground radio. Boom, they was on it. Because they were looking for that kind of promotion, whether you was underground or you was on the top of the top and um art wasn't even big headed there was like actual artists who actually had record deals like I'm talking about Universal um when 50 Tyson was you know had earned that buzz we, we had a chance to interview him um fucking uh Jaja from uh I'm saying her name right from Dipset you know what I'm saying like we won't have Lady Luck on the show like we had people and of course all the models shots and them that was ready to um, be on the show so it's like we, we interview a lot of people and it wasn't all like people that was popular it was underground people who were trying to make a name for themselves and like I always tell these people I'm not new to this podcast game I'm not saying the podcast king but me and my boy Derek was doing this shit when no one thought this shit was even popping and to see what was at now I kind of hate that we stopped doing this shit in 2012. That's when we stopped doing it. And I look back at that. I look, I look back at it or whatever, and be like, damn. Only if I knew what I knew now back then, I would have kept going, kept grinding, kept doing it. 
and um I just sound cocky or arrogant or nothing like that. It's nothing it's nothing nobody can tell me about the podcast game that I already know. I don't set this podcast up to interview everybody I see. This podcast is more about having a, a, a personal, you know, connection with the listeners. You know what I'm saying? And of course I have people on the show, but it doesn't have to be artists. It could be just real life people. Whether you, you know, you know, whatever you are you want to, you want to be an artist or you know whatever you could be an artist you could be a regular person where you want to speak their mind and to speak on things you want to come on the show and express yourself that's what I'm all about with this podcast you know what I mean we're going to have funny moments while we're going to be here just acting a fucking fool and doing crazy shit we're going to have fun but in the midst of having that fun we're going to have some real shit too going on so you have to be an artist or somebody that trying to make a name for themselves to be on my podcast man it's all about having that connection and i'm not concerned about any of you at this point you know what i mean by why people and guests on the show you know what i mean they had that 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 one-to-one conversation and you know that's that's the most important thing about the podcast is having that connection having that um that one-on-one bond because even though there's a bunch of listeners listen to this podcast i still feel like y'all all has like basically has one you know what i mean so yeah but before i get up out of here i just want to say this one thing real quick or talk about this one thing real quick um the word loyalty what the fuck is loyalty well to be to have loyalty you have to be loyal and i've been in situations where the people i thought the most that are supposed to be loyal to me wasn't loyal to me and what that made me realize and learn in life that you know the people you think that got your best interest really plotting against you and um what kills me about people when they get caught in the act or they get exposed for what they did and you know they wrong for that shit they want to play gangster oh you're a bum you this you that you ain't about that life kind of funny niggas believe that shit you know, only a, a, a fuck boy or nerd would believe that shit. He knows that gonna plug it too. And I hope you're listening. Um, the street saying you, bro. You being the street dude, that ain't your caliber. That ain't your style. You know what you did was wrong. And the fact that you trying to talk to moms behind my back and not one time you even apologized and it's been two years. And now one apology, but you want to play gangster and blow up my phone like you about to do something. You ain't doing shit. You a fuck boy for that, and like I said, I see you when I see you. But at the end of the day, I'm not concerned about it. I'm not sweating it. I'm not gonna go around looking for you because I'm a better person than I was a few years ago. You feel me? And um, this made me learn, man. That you know, keep your circle small. The niggas or the friends that are supposed to be in your life, they're being your life, and the ones that ain't supposed to be in your life, they fall under pressure and. I don't deal with the fuck shit. I don't like that shit. I'm a real dude. Just be real with me. You know. If you know what we did was wrong, be men about it. I still won't fuck with you, but I respect the fact that you was real about it. And um 2020, man, has been a very interesting year. It's been very, very evil and dark, you know. And people are showing their true colors two years ago. It's just now that we in 2020, everything is unfolding now. And I'm to the point now where I'm like, 
that situation where I won't get deep into, I had to address that. I had to approach that. If I never approached that situation, it would have been something that would been eating me alive. And I'm real with mine, you know what I mean? So I'm gonna be real. And now I got that monkey off my back, I'm at peace now. You know what I'm saying? When you at peace, nothing bothers you. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm a husband, I'm a father. My wife and kids are my main concern. Not no fuck boy, not no internet troll, none of that shit. And when you're a real stand up person, man, you ain't gotta defend yourself. You ain't gotta say shit, man, to be true to you. And one day I'm always gonna be true to myself. I'm never gonna change. And I learned that. Like I said, I had a bad temper, you know what I'm saying? I had to learn how to control my temper and be a better person. So, you know, you live and learn, you know what I mean? In life, I'm now learning, still learning how to be okay with shit, you know what I mean? I had to be like, you know what? I said my piece, I'm cool with it. When I see you, I see you. You know what I mean? And then that's how I look at shit. That's just me, you know what I mean? I ain't, I ain't sweating it. But one thing you can't you can't do is play in my face if you been around my family, met my mother, met my father, and you call us family and blah, 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 and you pull that fuck shit. I ain't a little 18 master fucking snake. And one thing I don't like, I don't like snakes. Because one thing about snakes, when the grass get cut low and you can see them, I'm cutting their fucking head off. Not physically, this in a subliminal format. This bitch you cutting you off. So, for the people out there who might have a friend or a family member that might stab you in the back or might be disloyal to your abusive fuck shit, just be okay to accept the fact that, you know, it wasn't meant to be. Some people in your life for a reason, some people in your life for a season. It is what it is. But you as a person have to decide what's best for you. And not worry about the fuckery that comes with it. And that's why I learned. And I'm gonna be true to me. Not worry about stuff like that. Keep moving, keep it pushing. But anywho, I'm gonna get up out of here. Just rambling off. Sorry the episode was short. Um just wanna give y'all a consistent podcast every day. Well every Wednesday, my bad. And um just be more consistent. And next week I definitely give you guys more content. You know what I mean? We're going to talk more. we have guests come on the show. We're going to be more detailed, more um, polished. You know what I'm saying? We're just getting warmed up. And um, you have a blessed week. And um, all them fuckboys out there that be hating and shit like that, tell them to suck a dick.